is happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. <sighs> it's officially the fantasy football offseason, JJ Wang. We are getting ready for basically a new year. You got the new do for those that are watching. JJ Wang is lockless. He is now wearing the old DJ Dove buzz cut. DJ Dove is growing the JJ Wang hair. It's bizarro <laughs> world, brother. How are you doing? Yeah. No, I couldn't take it anymore. Too much, uh, too much hair in my mouth all the time. And my food is just, it's just out of control. I couldn't take. But yeah, yeah, it's a little sad. I don't know if it's really sad that the fantasies are. I mean, it's kind of relaxing that I can watch a football game and not have to worry. Worry about the a fantasy score and every now and then, but it's pretty relaxing. So you don't want to do fantasy playoffs with me? Not really. <laughs> I don't even think I'm gonna do it this year. Like I'm just so tired. I'm just gonna do like DFS or something. I usually do a playoff league. I kind of like the way it goes. Maybe I'll change my mind, but we'll see this week. But yeah, so we made the season. So if you're still listening to us, that means you love fantasy football, or we've tricked you into loving us. So either way, we love you. And we're gonna go this this realistically about the month of January into February. We'll 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 touch on the playoffs because it might affect some of you. But we're gonna look at the season that was. And then once we get into February, J.J. Wang's expertise, film watching and stat reading and college football wherewithal is going to come out. And we'll look at rookies for a couple of months, talk about some players leading into the season. And we're going to look forward. We'll get we'll hit free agency. Then before we know it, it's going to be training camp. We're going to blink because we're old. Every time we blink, something new happens is what I notice. And, or time passes and we're like, hey, it's next year. Yeah, it doesn't. It goes It goes by fast. I mean, I feel like it keeps going, it gets faster and faster every year. I mean, by the time I'm 60, I don't even want to see it by the time I'm 70. 60, uh, so I'm looking at next year, we'll both have, your, your girl's already in high school. Next year, my girl will be in high school. We're getting old, man. We're getting mm -hmm. old. I'm thinking, like, next year will be, see, I started fantasy football in 1999. So this year will be my 25th anniversary of fantasy football. How about that? <laughs> All right. 25th <laughs> anniversary. Quarter of a century. I've been playing this crazy wild game. So, and the cool treat we will have for everybody over the next month, we're going to have some fantasy champions from some of the leagues we're in. Uh, part of that will be if people listen to us, we might have them on our podcast. So if you're on our podcast, you got to listen to the podcast. Maybe we'll make some of them really long. So you got to do a little effort towards it. I'm <clears throat> talking to you, Rich, if you ever listen to us. So here we go. This week, what we're going to do is JJ Wang and I, we're the stars of the show this week. We're going to talk about some of our fantasy guys who saved our season or fantasy MVPs or guys who just had really good seasons like I, I threw in a guy i don't have anywhere and i might change it in zagas in a moment here but we're gonna look at our guys who saved our season in fantasy mvps we're gonna have one for each position a rookie and then an overall guy who we thought would be a fantasy mvp they might not be the nfl mvp they might not be the greatest it might be based upon strictly how they drafted and how they helped out teams this year so are you ready jj wang i got no cool yeah. intro i'm ready to roll yeah, let's do it. But I feel like there's kind of two ways to look at this. I mean, you say a guy who saved your season, like he was good throughout the whole season, or it could be the guy that was good, you know, the second half of the season. So, I mean, there's multiple ways you can you can go about this. It just opens up your ability to name more guys. Yeah, yeah. talking about introducing more, we could talk about Josh Allen. We're going to start with quarterbacks. Initially, I had Josh Allen in there because I was trying to think, who's the quarterback that took me to a championship? That is Josh Allen. He's the only one that got me there. There's other guys I've had in leagues. But you, you have me do a little looking, and I was watching 
Um, we're recording this during the 4 o'clock games on Sunday, so it's not over yet. But I was watching, just spent some time watching the Packers, and man, that Jordan Love, he is my, I never thought I would have said it, my quarterback guy who saved seasons. He didn't save mine, but I think he saved a bunch of people's seasons based upon where he was drafted, if he was drafted by teams. He was single quarterback. He might not have went draft. He probably went undrafted, dual quarter, uh, super flex or, or double quarterback. He probably went in the later rounds. And you walked out with a top five. He was the number five quarterback on the year uh, before he had thir- 30 plus touchdowns. Dude had almost 4,000 yards. These are the stats before the end of this game this week. Holy moly. Are the Packers, are they the most brilliant franchise in NFL history at choosing quarterback? Bart Starr. Bart I, mean, Starr. I don't know if they're brilliant. I mean, I guess you just get lucky. I mean, like, they did it right with Jordan Love. I mean, he's had three or four years to develop. So, I mean, that helps out a lot there. But, yeah, I mean, they look good. looks like they found the next guy that can carry their franchise. I mean, I'm a fan. I liked him in the beginning of the season. Kind of like had a, had a rough patch. But overall, the last six, seven games, he's been fantastic. Top 12 quarterback. It's just it's going to be interesting whether or not he's drafted like a top 12 quarterback. Yeah, and it's, it's – yeah, it's – I wish other teams would look at what the Packers do. We look at successful – like they – it's a new it's a new league. But what they've done, they've – if Jordan Love is good for the next 15 years because they had him set and learn the game. I mean, Bryce Young looked terrible. Would Bryce Young have been better off suited to set and watch a year or two? Look, remember Carson Palmer did that, even if it's just a year. John Kitna led that good Bengals team, and then Carson Palmer played and had a good Bengals career. And that Steelers hit took out his career. But, you know, maybe that's what these guys need when they come in to adapt to the program even i mean he, he did come from utah state so it was a smaller program so maybe that's maybe the smaller school guys like carson wentz might have helped or know? or you can just be good like my guy come in and start from <laughs> i the love get-go. your guy your guy um, and, he's my favorite new player that's cj that's stroud i mean number two pick nobody had a lot of expectations for cg cj stroud um, nobody thought he was going to be all that I mean, he was drafted number two, so obviously Texas thought he was going to be good. But as far as fantasy-wise goes, but rarely drafted. I mean, he was going to be your lower-end QB2 with not very high expectations. And he came in, blew it out of the water, finished with over 4,000 yards, 23 t- only five interceptions. That's the great thing. His decision-making was great. Um, and it's and he did get three rushing touchdowns, so he can, he can run the ball a little bit. And he's also got two good wide receivers. So... I mean, this this guy, I mean, he kind of bailed on you a little bit in the end of the season. But I mean, but dra- being where you drafted, I mean, he was a you know top ten a top ten QB, top five QB in some points, and that that got you to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I was gonna say really the difference between Stroud and Love. Why I would put love, I love CJ Stroud. He's my new favorite player. Like at one point, I think I even talked on here about I would I considered trading Lamar Jackson for him because. You know, you're talking years years of service kind of deal with a stud studs on either ends. Is his receivers? He may, are those good receivers, or did he make them good? Is the interest? Nico still played good when he was out, so Nico made that third year step. Is Tank any good? Is Noah Brown any good? We don't know if it was C.J. Stroud, but Jordan Love was thrown to bags of sand. I mean, now Dontavian Wicks is the new big thing, or um, Bo Bo. Um, 
Melton melted. I started him on my um, DFS this week. So it's imagine if those two guys, if if the receivers come back for CJ Stroud and the receivers step up for Jordan Love, we could be talking about these guys for years and years to come. I, I like the future for these two. What, what where would you put these two guys? Where would you put these two guys for next year's rankings? I mean, I think I think they're both in that um, eight to twelve range. I mean, I think I think CJ Stroud could possibly go a little higher. Um, but I think there's still a lot of good quarterback. Like, I still don't know if I would take Lamar um, CJ Stroud over Lamar. Um, it's still really close, but I, th- I think right now, I think say, I think I would probably I would take Stroud over say Trevor Lawrence, and I might almost yeah. <laughs> take Jordan Love over Trevor Lawrence at this point. Yeah. So, so quarterbacks king in NFL. Let's look at the running backs. Who's your running back that you think saved a lot of seasons? My running back is David Montgomery. I'm um, coming into um to the Lions, and they did pay him ten million dollars a year. Uh, they drafted Jameer Gibbs. So we was hoping that they were going to have the Jamal Williams type workload. Uh, he did miss a couple games, but I feel like he did get that workload. But Jameer Gibbs is just too good to take off the field. But I feel like as far as a one-two combo goes, I think David Montgomery averaging 15 points a game, 12 touchdowns, did get the 1,000 yards, but he did miss a couple games. But I think this is the type of running back David Montgomery is. And I think if, you, if you're playing Dynasty – and you realize that going into next season, your depth at running backs has, has to be pretty extreme. I think you could probably get David Montgomery on the cheap and have him as a backup running back and possibly start him all year as a solid, solid death piece. And that's sort of, I, I love that combo. I didn't see that happen to Montgomery. I mean, all signs pointed towards it because they paid him. Um, but then again, they paid Miles Sanders, and he was a pile of poop. Yeah, but they went to Chuba by the end of the year. But yeah, I think I think you're 100 percent right. Build with receivers, run with run, put anybody in for running back. Because as I was creating this, trying to figure out the person I was going to use, Christian McCaffrey is the cheat code. But I thought, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you picked him one one, you knew he was going to be good, or one two if you took Jefferson, you know, you knew he was going to be good. But running back after that is a hot mess. So I went with the guy that scored. A gajillion touchdowns. And I'm going to pair my guys. It's not really a homer pick. I really didn't want to pick Mostert. But I'll tell you why at the end of the show why I picked him. Because CMC is is the main guy. But if you picked Mostert, more than likely, he was a waiver wire pickup. Both my two guys I'm going to talk about later was a waiver wire pickup. The dude rolled away with 18-plus touchdowns, and that's with him missing. So apologies if you were in the championship with him because he didn't play. the la- He got hurt the, um, the last two weeks, which stinks. Uh but or last week rather so but during the year to have that dude who you got for nothing you went receiver heavy and then got him late booyah you're getting touchdowns out the wazoo you're getting no receiving that that was the funny thing started out strong receiving but nothing towards the end but he was just he was a touchdown machine i don't see that repeating next year i think they're going to put a chan in a little more but for this year if you had raheem mostert boom drop the mic on him so I said I was pairing them together, and that would put him with Tyreek. So the Dolphins' offense was a speed offense, really based upon these two. Most are getting the corner, Tyreek getting a gajillion yards and being cheetah fast. He had that um, injury, missed, missed the one game, but still had 
the most yards in the NFL. CD is approach is and him are fighting for that title as we're recording. It looks like he'll probably pull it off barring a total collapse. He missed the one week versus injury, but I don't think you could ask for more out of Tyreek. Probably a late first, early second round pick in your league, so you weren't you you, you picked him as your wide receiver one, but didn't expect these kind of numbers. Even us homers didn't expect that. He said he was. He didn't reach his goal, but those two guys, if you had those two guys, had them on a team, I was putting up points hand over fist. Yeah, the only thing you could ask for for Tyreek was, was him to be there for you when it really counted. Because when you rely on when you rely on the number one fantasy player all year and then all of a sudden he doesn't play at the end of the year or the last game when you really need Even when he did play, he wasn't scoring his normal amount of points. And that really leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Um, so going into next year, I mean, if you're coming up and like, who who am I going to pick, this guy or that guy? I mean, well, I'm not going to pick Tyreek Kill because, you know, he let me down at the end of the year. I mean, I'm not going to say you shouldn't you shouldn't play that way. But, I mean, it, that that does kind of hurt you a little bit when uh, you don't perform at the end of the year. And Mostert, yeah, Mostert, um, he did great. Uh, Mostert makes you realize that you've got to take chances on guys. Don't pass up people. Especially running backs at the late end, you just start just start picking them up and drafting them and putting them on your team if you can. So I mean, all running backs can be viable if they just get the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, we. I think next year he'll be overdrafted and Tyreek. I think they both will be overdrafted. Tyreek, I still, I probably will rank him about six or seven because you're going to have the the big three, Amonra, you know, those guys in there. So it's interesting to see what happens. We got two more years of NFL playing football for Tyreek Hill, unless he has more kids. So who <laughs> who's your wide receiver? Yeah, my my receiver is Mike Evans. I didn't think Mike Evans was going to be able to do what he did. Thirty uh, year old wide receiver, um, Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. I didn't think Mayfield was going to be good and. Baker Mayfield turned out to be good, and his favorite receiver was Mike Evans. I just felt like every time he dropped back, especially the beginning of the year, he was just throwing it to Mike Evans. There were 76 catches, another 1,000-yard season, actually finished over 1,200. 13 more touchdowns. I mean, this guy, you drafted him. I don't know if you drafted him to be a – definitely didn't draft him to be a top-five wide receiver. Then you probably drafted him to be more of your wide receiver too, and he gave you top-five wide receiver numbers. It's insane. I don't know if you can expect this next year, but I think Mike Williams, Mike Evans is still a very safe, very safe, um, uh, uh, valuable pro- asset. That's yeah, where I'm I looking think, for. I think he'll be football. cheaper next year. He's going to get that like late. Um, I think the yardage will probably be down. They might look at getting Godwin into the game a little more next year. But Evans, yeah, solid pick. He was a surprise. I drafted him begrudgingly in our auction league where I came in second. I was like, oh, I'll take Mike Evans. And then, boom, he carried me to second place, which wasn't bad. But, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Baker loves him. So maybe there is a repeat next year. Maybe we're wrong. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead go to my tight end. Um, I'm going to David and Joku, like the seven – you get a tight end, you get the seven-year breakout. He's been in the league a long time. We've all been waiting for this. Uh, we all thought he was going to be good. Uh, he's very athletic. Um, and it just just took a while. He finished the um, season with 81 catches, over almost 900 yards and six touchdowns. I finished as a wide receiver five. No one saw that coming into the season. Um, now, it's not hard to be a top five tight end. Um, I'm not going to say that, that. That's not true. It is hard. I mean, if you have a good season, it won't take much. And then once Joe Flacco came in, the offense hey. kind of opened up. I mean, it, it was crazy. But even with Deshaun Watson looking like crap, he I mean, he was still, you know, he was still their best, you know, their number one option. 
And I think it's a pretty pretty safe bet next year. I mean, we can kind of re- kind of expect the same kind of thing. Yeah, I, I like the year seven breakout. That's about right. Like I got him off waivers. What was it, week seven or eight for us in our auction league, and rode him to the end. And he, I was like, oh well, he's there. Let's pick him up. And bam. He was on fire. It was just crazy to see after a guy that's just pooped the bed so many times. Now, most players don't do what my guy did, which was the opposite of Najoku himself. Sam Laporta. We love Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta joined that slew of Lions players that got ten over 10 touchdowns this year. Sam Laporta, this is a in memoriam to the, the real-life playoffs possibility of Sam Laporta, which kind of stinks. He ended with... 889 yards and 10 touchdowns, you know, 86 catches, and then Hyper extended his knee. So hopefully they can win that first game and he can play into the second week of the playoffs. Um, if not, dude, this guy, I'm in love. He, he is – he is he our our dynasty consensus number one tight end right now? I mean, I, I think at this point, I think it's pretty safe to say, man, a bet had a great year. Um rookie tight end doing these kind of numbers it doesn't happen very often and Travis Kelsey looked like crap Mark Andrews got injured I mean he still looked okay Kittle just constantly disappears and then there's McBride I, I think Sam Laporte is very safe as your um tight end one going into next year yeah it'll be interesting when Hawks time window that'll be the x factor on who is number one so speaking of rookies 1445 yards five touchdowns on 101 catches that's dj does rookie of the year and favorite rookie of the 2023 fantasy football season puka nakua came out uh took over the reins when cooper was out at the beginning of the season and then him and cooper sort of went back and forth and they started both scoring together I, I liked the kid a lot, and I never saw that happening, though. Like, I, I was bragging about him preseason. I thought, you know, half of that yardage and maybe those touchdowns was probably where I thought. Did not see this. I think the Rams are going to be scary in the playoffs. I said that to someone this week. That's the team that I, if I was the 49ers, I'd be the most scared of. Yeah, nobody, no, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I, there wasn't a lot of talk about him in you know, coming into the season. But, I mean, he played fantastic. I mean, can't really expect anything more. I mean, let's let's just realize that going into the next year that he might not be able to produce this. Just because he doesn't doesn't mean he's going to be a terrible receiver. I mean, these kind of numbers are, you know, career highs, for, you know, for some of the, you know, best receivers. So, uh, like just temper expectations. Um, if he gives you more, fun, great. But enjoy what you have. But yeah, I mean, he's a great find, especially that low in the draft. I mean, can't ask for anything more. Yeah, love the season, love the future. Those two. If Cooper gets another year or so in there, those two next year are dangerous. Yeah, go. Let's go with my guy. Talk about a position we hardly ever really talk about, <laughs> and that's um, and that's kicker. Uh, my last two picks, we can call them Homer picks if you want. We'll call them both cow, they're both Cowboys. Yeah, I did two Dolphins. We'll we'll throw them together here. Um, and that's Braden Aubrey, rookie kicker. Um, just absolutely killed it. You know, thirty five for thirty five on field goals. He was the number one kicker on the year. Averaged thirteen points. If you can get your kicker averaging thirteen points, that's fantastic. I mean, it's a great advantage to have. I mean, very consistent. He had nine. Um. Nine fifty yard field goals. So I mean that's 
crazy there and he doesn't miss. I did miss three extra points, so he's not perfect. But I feel as far as kicker goes, I don't think you can have a much better season than this right here. You are talking about the number one scoring Dallas Cowboy of all times. He took over Emmett <laughs> on that crazy, wild, amazing season. So, yeah, number one season scoring Cal. I mean, I can't argue nothing there. Uh, it's crazy. That's our kicker talk for the year. Now, who's your fantasy MVP if you want to continue? My, fan- my fantasy MVP, is, let's stay with the Cowboys, and he's probably pretty much my favorite player at the moment. I thought he was going to be a great wide receiver coming in. I wasn't sure he can get to number one, but here we are at the end of the season, the number one wide receiver. And currently, as we speak, he is currently taking it to the Washington Commanders, continuing his crazy fantasy year. 122 catches, 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns. That'll all be different by the time this game's over. Added two touchdowns on the ground, so, you know, he can't run the ball. But started out a little rough. I mean, um, at the at the week six on, he was the number one seat receiver in every category. So if he could just get that full season in, he's only 24 years old. And with a more reliable quarterback than, let's say, the Minnesota Vikings, I seriously think by the time next season rolls around, C.D. Lamb could be in discussion for wide receiver one. There is no discussion. C.D. Lamb is wide receiver one. All right. Jamar Chase, he, even with Burrow, he was, was slow to start, but that was Burrow's slow season. Jefferson, who knows who's throwing Jefferson next year with Kirk Cousins there? It could be a closer discussion, but I think I had CDs written down. I had three guys written down, CD, CMC, and then the guy I chose. But CD, to me, you you touted him. He was your your player. The guy, No, he was your second guy because um, we, we both – went with guys that we thought wouldn't be the super number one but yeah cd balled out cd costing me some championships so i'm gonna try to get cd everywhere i can he's gonna go for a ton of money in our auction league next year because you and i are gonna bid him up and then you have a lot of rookies in it. but you know you can't argue with results they threw the ball and a lot to cd <laughs> i got nothing like it's you're right I'm going to, you're, you love my guy, so I'm going to talk about him too to follow up C.D. Lamb, and he was a guy that won team's championships. He got he got Cam Akers kicked off the team, basically. Uh, that was Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams had um, good golly, 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns. What can you do? I mean, he balled out. That's yeah. you know, follow up with 32 receptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think in that offense – with the, with the season that he had this year, I think going into next year, I think you can very, very safely see Kyron Williams doing this again, possibly even better because you know McVay is not going to go away from him. That's been proven. So he's going to get all the, you know, all the carries. And if the passing game continues what it's doing, I mean, it's just going to open up so much. And I'm not going to, he can't, of course, he's not going to be better than CMC, but I think, he, dude, he's going to have a crazy high ceiling being drafted. You know, possibly the number two running back next year. Yeah, him and Taylor, Brees Hall, all within that range there, probably. Yeah, I will say, Brees, it's going to be tough for me to take Kyron Williams over Brees Hall. But I mean, it's going, it, it would be tough because Brees Hall has just absolutely murdered it the last, you know, three or four weeks. Uh, fantasy yeah. football playoff season is going to be great. Hopefully, the team is a little better. But yeah, Kyron Williams. I don't think you can get much safer than Kyron Williams at the moment. 15 touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he, he won people because he literally was the week one waiver wire pickup of the week for teams. So, yeah, I think he, I would I probably would agree with you. He'd probably be 
currently running back three off the board, put Brees to um, CMC until dethroned, and then he'd, he'd be a hairline above Jonathan Taylor, um, who started to come on towards the end and then let him fall in. But as we look at the – if you get a chance, anybody, go look at the running back stats this year in fantasy football. It's a hot mess of who's that, why is he there. It's crazy to look at when you look at the season. But it's, that's what makes fantasy amazing. That's what also makes those of us like myself who are zero running back drafters happy <laughs> so that means we have a better yep. chance of winning so jj wang those are the guys that we think are had great turnarounds for teams fantasy mvps or guys we just really wanted to highlight because they saved people's seasons give us some wisdom as we wrap up week 18 relax during the playoffs and prepare for dynasty offseason baby what yeah with the offseason coming up if you just pay a little bit of attention uh, i think you can be one of the rare ones and you're able to take advantage of the guys or ladies that don't necessarily pay as much attention in the offseason. And those little trades can be helpful, especially like death, death pieces at this point. I mean, if you can find those death pieces and being able to stash, because we all seen it, the amount of running backs you needed this year, the amount of quarterbacks, it, mm -hmm. it was just insane. So just try to make up all that death in the offseason. I think you can find it a little easier. As always, trust yourself and trust the process.